They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life, I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard Legal or illegal, baby, I gotta make it I never it. took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises, I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper, homie, I grew up in hell. A block away from heaven. That corner hey, what's up, everyone? This is Gary A. Swaby, and you're now listening to The Powercast, and we will be recapping Power, Book 2, Ghost, Episode 2. And that is too long to say, so I hope they, like, change the name of this or something, because... Yeah, I can't do that every week. But yeah, um, I'm here with Mr. Richard Bailey Jr. How you doing, Rich? Doing pretty good, Gary. What's up, listeners and viewers? What's up, indeed? And I'm also here with Miss Dana Abercrombie. How you doing, Dana? I'm breathing. You could just call it uh, book two. That's probably what I'm going to have to do moving forward. But, but that sounds weird, like book two, like. It's like it's not even a book, so it's like so. seven books of them in the series of the Power <laughs> Universe. As Courtney Kip explained it, you know, power will never end. So you know, book two. Yeah, this is gonna uh, go on longer than the the MCU, I think. So, so that's good. <laughs> oh gosh! Well, let's hope they got enough connects to keep it going. Oh goodness. <laughs> But yeah, um, so this was an interesting uh, episode following last week's kind of pilot episode, um, and it like I'm feeling a bit mixed about it because while there were, like it is interesting, but there are some points that are like there are some cracks that are starting to appear in you know the the consistencies of the writing, should I say so. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring that up, you know, as, as we go along. Oh dear. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna bring that up as we go along, though. But um, yeah, so we're we're just gonna like you know touch on some of the major points that happened in the episode, and just you know talk through each. So, um, the first thing I, I kind of want to start on here is uh, before we get to you know the juicy stuff. Um, well, this is kind of juicy, actually, in itself. Um, so, let, let's talk about these teachers, right? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we we know there's a lot of new characters in this show now. Um, and, yeah, like, they had to kind of, you know, focus on some of these new characters. Of course, you know, we have McLean. We have, uh, you know, uh, Mo- Monet Tahada. And, uh, you know, a um, few other people as well. But the teachers are, you know, some of the, you know, the, the more obvious new characters in the show. We have, uh, now, I don't know their names. So, you know, Rich, he, he's good with names. Yeah. So, uh, so the guy, uh, the woman and the, and, 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 and uh, the man, what are they called? It's uh, Carrie and Jabari. Carrie and Jabari. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, we have these two teachers and, you know, they, they are... They basically both um, oversee Tariq, you know, as a student and everything. Um, Jabari actually teaches one of his classes, and and uh, and uh, what was her name again? Kari, Kari, Kerry, Kerry. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, she, um, you know, she kind of like watches over Tariq and everything. So we see that they have like their own kind of story going on, their own background story, which involves them having some sort of, uh, you know, sexual tension. I guess they had a relationship in the past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Carrie actually, um, you know, when she got this job at the school, she allowed Jabari to come over. She got him a job. And now, you know, it seems like their relationship is kind of flaring up again. There's a scene where they're in the office alone together. Um, and it's assumingly after hours, I guess. But I bet they wasn't alone in that building. So, you know, uh, that that was pretty interesting. But But yeah. Um, so there's a scene where they, you know, have a passionate moment there. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys what you make of that relationship and those characters. And if you feel like they're going to play some sort of larger role as the story plans out. And, you know, if you have any predictions about what may happen. So I'm going to go to you first, Rich, because uh, I know we discussed this earlier. And uh, yeah. you, had, you had some interesting points about that. So... Well, before I well, well before I get to my point, I I cannot resist uh, the urge to say that I find it funny how these teachers are a part of the uh, canonical studies program, but it appears to me like they want to study each other. So I just find it uh, funny how they they threw that in there for the uh, for the sake of uh, creating more of a storyline between these two characters. Um, so yeah, as as you already mentioned, she got Jabari the job. Uh, and, and as she described to her counselor after, you know, after the sex scene that uh, she didn't really anticipate that this was going to happen. She got him the job and then all this other stuff happens and then he ends up in the same department as her. So um, one thing I took away from that conversation is that the, you know, mentioned that, you know, the counselor said, you know, it's not good for you to have this this having a sex in a love addiction in your 20s is fine but now you're you're getting up in age you you cannot be continued to you can't continue to engage in these types of activities uh i found that interesting uh because obviously what we did learn in this episode yes they have tension you know we knew that they had a relationship before because that was mentioned in the previous episode now you're seeing it starting to flare up as you said but what we also saw in this episode is other people such as uh, Tariq's roommate Zeke trying to spit game at her as well and her just completely brushing this guy off. And then when she had her conversation with Tariq, what I'm sensing from that is that, you know, if Tariq was the one that tried to push up on her, she might want to give Tariq some. So what what I'm thinking that they're, the direction that they're taking this character is that obviously she has this sexual tension with Jabari but I think that, you know, I could totally see them going in the path of this character eventually messing around with one of the students. Because, you know, we've seen that stuff happen in the news multiple times. So I don't know if they're playing around with that idea that they're going to go in that direction. But I think they can now because you've already shown that Zeke tried to spit game at her and he was unsuccessful. And that she's very, very nice to Tariq because, of course, she wants to make sure that she wants to be there for him in his time of need, but that can easily get flipped uh, in any which way direction. So I'm curious to see where they're going to go with this. But the last point that I will make before you go to Dana and you give some additional thoughts, uh, in terms of the sex scene, it was not an over-the-top sex scene as we have seen 
in in the other season of power in the other so i mean i, I kind of feel like that probably was a teaser that you're going to see more of that later but it may not be with jabari it may be with one of the students so i, I just want to pe for people to prepare themselves because that could definitely be a direction that they go in but uh we'll just have to wait and see how it plays out <laughs> so I, I just want to clarify something um how how old is Tariq? Like, what age are these students at the moment? I believe he's like nineteen, right? Okay. Okay. He's yeah, yeah he, he, he yeah. I mean, he's freshman year of college, so I, I believe he has to be like nineteen, twenty. But I think nineteen. I mean, I believe I believe uh, Michael Rainey Jr. is actually nineteen. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, Dana, because you did interview him. That's an old age to be a freshman in college. <laughs> Did he get left behind? Because usually I mean, it's he, seventeen, eighteen. He's been through yeah, a yeah. lot. He's been through a lot, you know. So my <laughs> mystery. Confused you. about these ages. He said he's twenty-one. Freshman. I think he's he's seventeen, eighteen. It it's a bit old to to be you know funny. As a freshman, we, I'm not saying you know. Well, well, well. Let's let's just say he's he's 18 then. I guess, like I said, 18 makes sense. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Okay. He's so, 35. So Dana, like, what's your take on these teachers, and you know whether they'll play a greater <laughs> role and how it will affect the greater story that's being told? Here? Because it's it's power. I kind of feel like. Somebody is going to start selling some drugs to the kids and work in the network and, you know, maybe mess around with one of the students inappropriately that they're not supposed to be doing and have a relationship with that. So what Richard said, aside from the age, is not too far off. Okay. So I just I think that for right now, it feels that they're filler characters in order to help create the atmosphere of, you know, the school and what's it like for Tariq to get into those kids' lives. Um, so, yeah, right now it feels filler, but I do see them being some form of inappropriate relationship and, you know, maybe a drug dealing situation like we had with the other teacher. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, always having someone on the inside to get him out, so maybe would help with classes also. So I see them having a purpose. I just don't fully know what that purpose is, and I hope that's not stereotypical. Uh, yeah. can, 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 I, can, can, I make a, can I make a real quick comment before you go, Gary? Yeah. Um, I agree with, what, with everything Dana said, but, but to go into what she said about the drug thing, you notice that they never really alluded to why Jabari in carrie broke up in the first place mm -hmm. so if that character has a drug problem then yeah that's an excellent way to introduce that because right now we see that jabari has is very tough on Tariq in the class you know Tariq is not reading the uh material so that's definitely a way to win over the teacher if you know that he has a drug problem and i want to give him some pills or something that that definitely could be a path they take so i didn't think about that that was a good uh good uh, uh suggestion by dana so we'll, we'll see what happens yeah like th those are great points i definitely feel like you know that there, there's definitely more at play going on uh that we haven't seen yet and that will be revealed but um i do want to say 
with regards to that I hope it's not it's nothing to do with drugs because that would be stereotypical to have like every character in the show be related to drugs um, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping they do something more uh, complex and in depth with uh, Jabari and Carrie here and what I'm thinking um, I, I do agree with Rich that um, Carrie might get involved with a student whether it's Tariq or uh, Zeke um, I'm not sure yet but um, I think what might happen um, now I, I can't, I'm kind of leaning more towards Tariq like I, I feel like something is going to happen between Carrie and Tariq and the reason I say that is because um, I see uh, that Jabari has some sort of animosity to Tariq even though he's trying to help him and he wants him to do better it seems like you said Rich he's being very hard on Tariq and mm-hmm. I, I feel like if, um, and you know, Carrie, she's like, it's like she's super interested in Tariq. Like, um, it's not even like healthy how how much she's interested in in you know, in his progression. Um, so I feel like she'll become super obsessed with Tariq, and Jabari will will not like that, and um, that's going to intensify, um, you know, the situation between those three characters. I, I feel like Jabari will take things out on Tariq in the classroom and then, you know, um, Tariq will kind of be stuck in the middle of those two and their feelings. And uh, I feel like Tariq probably isn't really going to be interested in Carrie because he has a lot of options right now. Um, And, you know, he he probably should just stick to someone his age anyway. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I just feel like there there might be some, you know... uh, some three-way tension going on right there. Uh-oh. I feel like, a, you know, something's going to happen between the three of them. Um, and, you know, Jabari's going to be salty about it. So, yeah, like, I feel like that might be the direction they're going. And maybe there's something, there's, like, another layer to that. And that we'll, we'll actually find out, you know, what happened with Jabari before and why they broke up. And that will add, like, another layer to to this story. So, you know... Hopefully they'll navigate this in, in a in a real, you know, in depth way that will lead to some quality, you know, storytelling. Uh and, and they don't just simplify it with drugs because we don't need more of that, you know. Um Yeah. So Um can, can I make one last comment before you uh continue? Go ahead. Uh I just wanna say that I find it, it it's very clever how the writers when they decided to create this season of power, at least from what I have seen so far, you know, maybe Dana could speak to this if she's seen more than the two episodes. But I like how they are using the book, the books that Tariq has to read as the yeah. to set the stage for the character developing and all this other stuff. Because, you know, we had uh, The Stranger was the book that was in episode one. And this episode, it was Great Expectations. So I find it very interesting. And, of course, Tariq did not finish reading that book in this episode. So um, I have to say it's very clever for them to do that. But, I, you know, I, I, I do hope that as we get into the continuous episodes, it's not always about a book that Tariq didn't read because uh, that may get a little tired uh, if it is throughout the whole season. But I have to say it is very clever that they have been doing that tactic because I have noticed that with the first two episodes. So we'll see where it goes from here. <laughs> he, he's not gonna finish the book till the last episode. So, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll find out what happens then. But um, but yeah, I do like how they're doing that, like creating those parallels, those metaphors, you know, between 
Tariq's uh, position in the show and the book, you know, that, yeah. that he has to read and stuff. I, I like that. It's a nice touch. Uh, I agree it will get tired if they just span that throughout the whole season, but... Um, but yeah, if they do it creatively, it it could be something interesting. Um, but yeah. Uh, so any. This more... is not really. So... Go ahead. Sorry. No, go, Kara. It's not really so much of, of a spoiler, but he ends up reading um, the Forty Eight Laws of Power, so we know how that's going to yeah, go. That's fifty's <laughs> favorite book, right there. Oh gosh, uh, Invisible Man, you know what that is, the complexities of a black man and identity and community. There's Frankenstein, uh, Heart of Darkness. I okay, know so, we so already you, did. So it is the whole season then, basically. Yeah, it's, um, I'm not sure with the works of Henry, of the works of O. Henry, The Gift of the Magi, and the Caballero's Way. And well, also we had Prince, yeah. Wait, wait, so well, hold, so they, well, well, they couldn't well, uh they couldn't get no Sherlock Holmes, like for the British people online? Like Really? Isn't like the Prince Machiavelli, isn't he like, you know, somewhat in the UK? In Europe, yeah. <laughs> there you go. You, you got Machiavelli. So see we'll, we'll, we'll see get Gary, you, you asked you asked a good question, but you, you, you didn't you didn't ask the, the most important question. So so Dana has you must have seen the whole season to know all these books that are going to be in the season. I know nothing. <laughs> I stare in MDAs. <laughs> I know nothing. Dana is different, man. She's changing. She she's like Tariq now. Like she just. <laughs> I'm like Tariq. <laughs> let me let me pure cure five hundred thousand dollars in two minutes. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, send some of that my way too. Send some of that your way. $500,000. So, uh, any more thoughts on, like, the teachers or, you know, Tariq's position at, at the college, period? Like, you know, anything else you want to say there about Tariq at school and stuff? I, I like that they show him at the school. He's not doing much learning, but he's at least at the school. And like I said, it could be a theory where he is not, he doesn't grow up to be ghost. He may end up choosing that path of education and dropping the other deals. We don't know what's going to fully happen yet. But uh, I do... Yeah? Oh, no, continue. I'll go after you. I appreciate the school setting. Um, I hope this doesn't get a show that just gets too wayward with so many characters that it loses its way. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I, so far, so good. What was you going to say, Rich? Uh, I yeah I, I agree with what Dana had to say and, and I, I just want to say I do give the writers credit because just like Dana made the comment that this is a show where Tariq might not end up like ghosts they had that line that he told his mom towards the end of the episode where you know how ghosts said you, you're either going to end up in, de- in in jail or, or, or dead if you're in this game well I, well I know another way and then they instantly cut away from that shot so as a viewer now you're curious what is this other way that Tariq is going to make it and that's could, what they're going to tell you throughout the season or you could fake your death and still be a drug dealer <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's what Ghost is doing right now so that's what Ghost is doing right now. isn't that also Ghost is doing we don't know what happened with um, Tommy 
We know he got a spinoff, but we don't know what that spinoff entails. That, that's yeah. when, could be, that's you know? when Ghost is going to show up for the first time in, in Tommy's show. <laughs> we got Kanan. And Kanan could be like, ah, I never died. A ghost. So we don't know. Yeah, it'd be funny if if you say Ghost shows up in Tommy's episode, it's going to be a flashback to the, when Ghost was dying and Tommy was holding him. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. Tommy gonna be having withdrawals of that of that particular scene in his head. No, this, this was. Oh, you happen, know like, that's gonna be the opening shot. Yeah, that that yeah. will be the opening shot. But here's what's gonna happen as well. Like throughout that season, um, you know, Tommy's gonna be getting into a lot of like crime deals, like crime situations and stuff. Like, and uh, there's there's gonna be like this mysterious masked man, like in in a, in a ski mask, that's gonna be helping yeah. helping him out from the sidelines. And then, yeah, that that's that's ghost. <laughs> Good work. You ever seen Ghost Dad? Ghost Dad. Oh, Remember Ghost Dad? It was like a movie that came out in like the nineties. It's an American movie. It had Bill Cosby before anybody knew he was like, uh. Yeah. And yep. he died, but his yeah. spirit was still there to guide, um, son along. I believe. Oh yeah, I think I've seen. Remembering that. it right. Yeah, I saw that. So, you know, we don't fully know what's happening with um, what's his name, um, um, the father. I completely forgot his name. Ghost. Jamie. Huh. Jamie. So we don't know what's going on with Jamie. Again, Kanan. We had plenty of times we had that whole flashback situation where kind of everyone's ghost was guiding Tariq, and also the girl that you love, Angela. No one really dies on this show. Like I, I can so, see, like whether, like if Ghost really is dead, I still think they they are gonna use Omari Hedwick in this show, like in these next shows. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I think, uh, I think what they might do is like they might do like a, uh, you know, like a, um, I can't even use that as an example because the viewers might not know that. But um, so I, I feel like he'll be like a spirit, basically guiding Tommy. Like he's dead, but like you know, his spirit is there and it's talking. To Tommy and he can see him, kind of thing, but he's not really. Yeah, there, that's what they so. did with the other characters. Yeah, yeah, like Kanan at the end of uh, season six. So yeah, like Kanan and and the girl you love. Yeah, Angela. Yeah, like Angela. What you, like what you just said, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So okay, there you go. It's not. It's still called Ghost. Yeah, not called so the Tariq show. He's a real ghost. No, so. <laughs> He's transcended, but yeah, one thing I wanted to uh, say about Carrie as well um, is like I feel like she took things a step too far when she tried to set up that like you know event for yep. for a uh, mm-hmm. ghost like to to, to uh, remember ghost a vigil yeah like because uh, like they, this is why it's not healthy how obsessed she is with Tariq because it's like. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing that? Like, clearly, like, he hasn't shown you that he cares enough for his father to, to want that, you know? So it's like, why did you even bother to do that, you know? Like, what was the logic there? Like, And it's slightly weird. It was weird. Uh, it was. It's on an outsider. Let's, let's <laughs> set up this memorial for a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, no. And there was no reaction. They had no reaction when they saw that he left with Brayden to go to the party. Like, whoa, okay. No no anger, nothing. Just like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, I, I was expecting Tariq to get like real upset in that moment, but yeah, <laughs> we're just like, all right, I'm out, peace. Yeah, yeah. So, and uh, well, it could show growth because he's not being physical with anyone. Uh, you could argue he was never really physical with only only with Ghost. So I, we'll I, see. I, I don't know. Like, that, that was just weird. Like it seemed like it was just there to transition to something else. I don't know. It was weird. But um, <laughs> but let's talk about what it trans transitioned to, uh, which is you know he went to that party and his friend is there. What's his friend called, Rich? Brayden. Brayden. Yeah. So yep. you know they go to this party. Brayden's been hyping it up and everything. Um, and then there's a scene there where you know uh, the party is. Um, interrupted by police and everything and then Brayden's brother like he's very arrogant about it and he's like yeah you guys won't touch me you, you can't do anything to me he hits one of them <laughs> they put him in cuffs and then you know Brayden tells them who their parent is and the cops are just like I right, let him go you know um, uh, we call that something but I'm not going to say it here because I don't want to get political <laughs> But, but yeah, it's it's privilege, you know. So, so yeah. Uh, I want to ask you guys: Is this going to be something that Tariq utilizes at a later time or something? Like, why do you think they emphasized this scene? Um, I'll go to well, you first. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh Rich. no, yeah, no, no. Go 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 to Dana first, actually. Go ahead, Dana. Oh, okay. Well, then just put me on the spot. No, it's <laughs> called power for a reason. And I like the little Riverdale scene because it can show you the hierarchy that is at the university or college. I'm not sure which one it goes to. And it shows you the hierarchy and how, you know, the right people he befriends and the people he hangs out with, you know, how it can end up helping him, whatever it is, whether it's something nefarious or something else that he needs to do. He has that power behind him and the fact that. Braden is the son of the head of the school that means that he if he keeps up that friendship could technically be untouchable as well mm -hmm. so I like that they established that and yes it was like a weird little Riverdale scene um, so I thought it was necessary mm -hmm. corny but necessary yeah they're definitely setting up something but uh, what, what did you think Rich yeah, I mean, that, that setup was just to let you know so that Tariq sees well how easy it is that I can now bring product to these parties and start making money. Um, and, you know, we saw at the beginning of the episode, Braden was telling him, hey, I, I know you're into something. I want to get in with the same stuff that you're into. And, you know, Tariq is very standoff standoffish about it for now. Uh, obviously, that will change. Um, but, yeah, I mean... They introduced that element just to show you, well, this is how Tariq is going to make money off of the college kids at these parties. And it's good because now in future episodes of Power, we don't need to see a long scene of him at a party. Literally, you can have him go to a party. You do, you do a, a, a camera cut of him passing out product and then that's it. You know, it doesn't need to be like a five to ten minute scene because you now have shown this is this is one place he can make money because even in that same scene, Braden told him, yeah, we can make a lot of money uh, in this type of environment. So that's why they set that up to show you that and to show you that the police can't do anything about it. 
It's, it's basically the nightclub. It's basically the club. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Like we said last week, like the the school is the nightclub now. So. <laughs> so yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking about that in two ways, right? Like in a short term way and a long term way. So short term. I feel like you guys are right, like, you know, uh, Tariq can utilize that to get himself out of trouble and, and I guess, you know, move things in the college, uh, you know, without, you know, any hassle or getting bothered by police or whatever. Um, so I, I feel like that's probably where it's going in the short term. But I, I also think that um, beyond this season, it's completely plausible that Tariq might end up actually working directly with that guy's parents in some type of way like like he yeah. has to work for them kind of thing sort of like a stern situation between you know um yeah golston and well, stern um well 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 one one point that i do want to make uh there's something very important in that scene i don't know if y'all caught that where when Tariq was at the party and you know brand braden's brother said no skid marks allowed at the party so i don't know if that was a racial dig at Tariq. Um, that's why I say, no. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know when they said no skid marks allowed at the party. I don't know if that was a dig at Tariq because he told that to Braden. So, uh, we need to see what's, what's going on with that whole dynamic. Obviously when they find out that Tariq is selling product, oh yeah, they'll be very cool with him at that point because that's an opportunity for them because they might actually be also taking the pills, but I thought that was very interesting that that language was thrown in there like that. Well, um, I, I hope he wasn't talking about Tariq. Um, I like when I watched it, I thought he was just making fun of his brother, like because you know. Uh, well, it could be that too. Because if he had skid marks, he would know. Like you know, when they were young, he probably seen them firsthand. So you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but I don't know. Like you know, if, if it is. If that was some sort of like slick remark like that, then uh, I want something bad to happen to that guy because he was kind of arrogant too. So. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on like yeah. Urban Dictionary trying to find out is this racist? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure our commenters will tell us. You know. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. I never. Wow! Like it just takes a whole different way. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah, I definitely will be curious to know what the co- the commenters caught caught that, and if they have any thoughts or they think it was just making fun of his his brother. Um, yeah, let's we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So let's move on to um, another aspect of the show, and I, I have a few things I, I want to point out about this, uh, but uh, basically Tasha's case and you know everything involving. <laughs> Everything involving uh, McLean and Sachs, who are, who are like the two big figures. Like, there's a power struggle going on there between those two um, throughout this episode. So, yeah, like, um, when I asked you guys, you know, basically what you thought of, of, of you know, the proceedings uh, with, with Tasha's case in, in this episode. Um, of course, we're, we're going to talk about, you know, the eulogy and all that stuff later on. Um, but, like, specifically just with what's going on with the case um, and, you know, how that's playing out, um, you know, off of last week's episode. Like, how do you guys feel like that's proceeding? Um, so I'll go to you first, Rich. 
Well, I, I feel like uh, it's it pretty much feels like it's the exact same uh, result as last week, where um, we know that Davis McLean tried to get the uh, the queen pin charges removed off of Tasha, but the fact that she said what she said last week in court at the very end when she said, "Oh yeah, I told Tommy to do it," they are really sticking with that and making sure that you know that that is going to become something that is on top of all of this still an issue that has to be addressed. Now, one thing we do know is that with this episode, they brought Bad Blanca. Um, and she obviously, she obviously does not have a, a good relationship with Sax because of how he used and abused her in the past. Oh, oh what's that sound? Whoa. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Keep no, no, going. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we know that Blanca is back because of how um, she has an issue to, to, to you know, she, she wants to... She, ha- she has an agenda to take out Sacks because of how their uh, working relationship went the last time in, 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 in the last season. So uh, I'm glad they brought her back because I like that character. Um, and, of course, she's going to be used to help Davis McLean. But, but yeah, to just to answer your question, uh, it, it felt to me by the end of this episode, we, we were exactly at the same point we were at with the last episode, whereas now this is going to trial and, and you know, Everyone is just setting up the cards in motion to get things rolling. Yeah. And how about you, Dana? Do you have, like, any thoughts on that case and how it's proceeding at the moment? I think it's a royal poop show. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a hot mess right now. Um, And it kind of makes me wonder if Tasha will remain in prison for you know the duration of the season just because of how much of a hot mess it is and the fact are we talking about this is the sister arriving or was that for later oh uh, that's for later later okay so we're later going to talk about that so at the moment the case is still just a hot mess and i feel as if everyone is kind of grasping for straws yeah like um so my thing about this case, right, like, one of the major things that I'm like, okay, they're, they're just stalling this story right now, um, is, like, there's there's a point where they're in, um, in John Mock's office, and that Democrat guy is there, and Sex is there, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, yeah they're, they're having a conversation about the case, and the fact that, you know, it's a kingpin case or whatever, and it's like, Oh, you know, Tasha basically she got Tommy to to you know kill St. Patrick or whatever, um, and the guy actually says, um, you know, we can't prove Tommy did this because he's out of reach or whatever. So yeah. like in my mind, I was thinking like, aren't y'all the police? Like, are, like can't you? Why why isn't there like an active search? Like, a, why isn't there a priority search to get Tommy? Because obviously he would be a big part of this case if if they get him too. Like they can still get Tasha um, if they get Tommy, you know, and that would make the case that they're making um, more plausible. I mean, obviously it's it's all based on lies, so it would be bad for them to do that. But but they don't know, you know. Um, so because no one has. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, carry on. No one has any faith in Tasha. She seems like someone who's randomly throwing out different names. Yeah. 
Therefore, will you really have that kind of passion to go look for Tommy? If you strongly believe that, you know, it's something that she's just trying to distract you with? She said it. What was it? The third person she accused of being the shooter? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't waste my resources. This is, you know, resources that people have to time and everything else that people have to spend looking for Tommy. And they said, you know, he's. Did they say he was in California? No, they said he took off. They don't know where he's at. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, okay so so let's break down the um like the perspectives in in that scene, right? So from <laughs> from Sax's perspective, obviously he. Sax is an idiot. He. Say that again. He's an idiot. He's still he's looking for um, James St. Patrick. He don't know that he that's James's ghost. <laughs> I don't believe him. Stupid. Yeah, I mean, Sax is an idiot. But from his perspective, he probably he might not want Tommy to be found because um, it gets messy if uh, if Tommy is able to prove that he wasn't the one that uh, killed ghosts. Because then, who who is Tasha going to accuse next? You know, like it could yeah. be, yeah. he's also right. Yeah. So so he. he go ahead. That's the one. Th- no, he's that's the one name that actually, but technically, it's not a lie. He was there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He was there, and and Tariq can prove that he saw him there. Um. So. So. So yeah. So Sax probably doesn't want Tommy found. He just wants to close the case on. On you know Tasha or whatever, uh, but the other two, uh, like the Democrat guy or whatever, like they want this to be a big, big kingpin like case, like whatever, like they <laughs> they want it, you know, they want all the smokes, like like they 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 want this to be a big deal. So it's like why why isn't there a priority to to find Tommy right now? Like why isn't that even a conversation? Um, if if that's who uh, Tasha is accusing, well. I, I to answer that question, I, I think uh, that that it that will be a priority at the end of the season when they need to have the uh, as I mentioned last week, the scene where Tommy finds out Tasha been talking bad about me. Well, I'm gonna have to get her, and then that's it. That's your season finale, the final thing you see, and now you have to see how it gets to that point next season. Uh, yeah, like but, that, but yeah, that, that worries me because it seems like this is going to be very drawn out. If, if yeah. That's the case. Well, well, I, I mean, I, I, I think we, if you look at how the show was introduced and how this was the central conflict of one of the main conflicts of the, the show when it returned, I, I think it's, it's going to definitely be drawn out to the very end of the season, at least for you to see what the next step is. Now, I'm not saying that Tasha is going to get free by the end of the season. That, that might not happen. You know, I don't know. But what I do know is that as you'll get into later, a lot of other things can happen before that gets to that point in terms of what happens with Tasha on the inside. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I, it's a good question to ask about why they are dragging this out. Uh, and I just think that that's all it is. It's just to keep you guessing as to which direction it's going to ultimately go. Yeah. See, and, I think uh, the complete opposite. See, I'm, like, I'm not expecting there to be, like, Cop cars driving all around America looking for Tommy right now. That's that's not what I'm expecting. Like I'm, I'm just saying they didn't even bring it up. Like the fact that they need to find Tommy, so it's like it's not even in their thoughts 
in their thought process at the moment. So it's like, why why is nobody thinking that in that moment? Well, know? so well, 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 well. The other the other thing that I that other point I want to make is I believe that you both made this point last week is that we don't really know it, for 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 uh, the next book. Uh, Tommy's Tommy's season is called Force, so we don't really know yet if. This obviously is going to take place after the events. It is going to take place after what happened with Ghost. But the point that I'm making is that, you know, they may explain Tommy's absence in that season uh, as to why he he's cannot be reached right now. So I guess that's why they don't want to address it at the moment this early on in, in book two. But we'll get our answers, I'm assuming, over time. Fair enough. Fair enough. But they know you, you was going to say something. I want to place a bet uh -huh. between Richard and I or regarding how long Tasha stays in jail. Because <laughs> you say she's going to be in there for the full season. And I say she's going to get out. So. Uh, That's a good bet. That is a good bet. Good bet. bet. Uh, uh, yeah, it is a good bet because we know that in, in, in power, a lot of things can happen instantly. How in, in, at the beginning of, of uh, episode one, Tariq, I need to get money for my mom. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the episode, by the end of the episode, he got 50K. He just gave Davis McClain 50K. So, yeah, stuff can happen instantly, quickly. So, yeah, that, that's a very good guess to... To, to say that it, she'll get out by the end of the season. Yeah, I, I have no issue with that. So I, I, I agree with the bet. So and it, remember when Ghost was in prison and he got right on out? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. It was like five episodes or something. Like, yeah, because they, mm -hmm. they, could, they, 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 they couldn't have him getting his, getting his ass whooped, uh, you know, all season long in prison. That would have been uh, too what much. <laughs> What's that, what? Would have humbled him. Oh, oh yeah, he got he got humbled a couple times by by Charlie Murphy, rest <laughs> in peace. Um, but yeah, it would it, it, it would have been too much because too much was happening with ghosts in that in, in, in that jail. So, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Absolutely. Um, I I think. See, I'm I'm trying to think of uh, so it, like if if Tasha I, comes out, that means Sax goes in, right? Well, not necessarily. Otherwise, they find a case like that. They, they find a way to like just end the case, basically, like to to make it uh, not even a case anymore. Like the case just well, falls through, through some. I don't see anyone going in. I mean, through well, weird power thing, I see them botching the case, and then she just ends up free. Well, well, the other thing that you will get into, I, I didn't want to get into it now, but we might as well. I might as well say something about it because you are going to get into it later. The other thing to remember with Tasha's situation is now it is directly tied to whatever happens with Tariq's relationship with Monet's family. Because what I would imagine is because this is power and because there isn't always a good ending for characters, I could see Tasha getting out. And then because Tariq is, is now on bad terms with Monet's family, they could assassinate her right as soon as she leaves the, uh, the jail cell. So, um, we have to wait to see because all of this stuff is connected now because of what happened at the end of the episode, you know. So I feel like Tariq definitely needs to uh, be careful dealing with this family um, because it, it can impact his mother and the rest of the family for that matter and what happens to them moving forward. 
Yeah, so that that was actually what I was gonna bring up next anyway. So let, let's get right to that. So yeah. um, you know, it's starting to get a bit more interesting, you know, with with that family now. Uh we saw <laughs> we saw there was a Takashi I mean like there was a snitch that, that came out. Um <laughs> and yeah, like so uh, they had to deal with that situation. Uh, what, what's the guy's name? The violent dude who kills everyone. Kane. Kane. Yeah. You know, Kane had to uh, go handle that. And um, you know, we also see that um, Monet is actually sleeping with a cop. Um, uh, was that the same cop that was in last episode as well? Like, I think episode? I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. When they stopped the uh, when they they checked to make sure everything was all right, I think it was the same cop. Okay, well that was a nice setup there, you know, foreshadowing and stuff. But yeah, um so yeah, like you know, she's sleeping with that cop and then uh she's kinda she she has this uh demeanor about her, like she's kinda, you know, she's uh I, I guess she's struggling to deal with life without, you know, the protection of uh of, you know, her guy or whatever who's who's in prison. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name again? My bad. You know, I'm bad um, names. I, I actually don't remember the, his name. I mean, he's going to uh, be in the next episode, so we'll yeah we'll get more. I know. Uh, I just know it's Mister Tahada. I don't remember what the first name was. We'll again. just call him Mister Tahada. So yeah, Mister yeah. Tahada. You know, she she's kind of dealing with the weight of him being gone, I guess, because um, you know, just saying his name kind of gives her protection. So this guy must have been someone serious, you know. So so she's kind of dealing with him being away. And then, you know, the snitch comes along and everything like that. And then, uh, so now, you know, Tariq ends up, uh, he, he's done some research. He's done his homework about her and he ends up in, in her house again, um, you know, following Zeke and everything. Um, and then, you know, he's able to instantly identify the fact that the guy was a snitch, uh, I guess from <laughs> all that time, what, well, all that time observing what was going on with Ghost and Tommy and, and stuff like that and Trey. Um, I guess he kind of has that experience now um, So yeah he, he identifies that fact And he kind of shows that You know He he has some uh, street, ke- street credibility to him And I guess um, It seems like Monet is kind of interested in that Like um, and, and that's what leads to that ending That we saw with her You know Asking police officer To find out more about Tariq and stuff mm-hmm. um, So yeah I really want to see where, where that is going to lead to But she also offered him some help By getting uh, Tasha some You know some uh, the, the morning after pill and a phone And everything so so we see that Her boyfriend is very powerful So I want to ask you guys You know um, It seems like this is branching out into Multiple different storylines you know This whole um, you know Mary J Blige family and stuff so what do you guys make of, of this in, in this episode and, and how this is going to steer the rest of the show moving, moving forward? Um, so I'll go to you first, Rich. So first and foremost, um, getting into the whole thing with uh, the family. Um, well, let's address the morning after pill thing first. They, they just introduced that scene where there was an inmate that was complaining to one of the guards that she needs a morning after pill. Um, so this is Tasha overhearing that conversation and she will obviously befriend that person, maybe utilize her to help her survive while she's in there. So we got that. That's fine. 
The whole thing, though, about her getting the morning after pill and her getting the cell phone, the cell phone was never something that was discussed as getting her a phone on the inside. It was about only the morning after pill. So now that that is, that's why Tariq was so surprised when he got the phone call from her because that that was not a part of the um, of their, their agreement. So, uh, and I do hear an echo, by the way. Um, so that's something that uh, I didn't I didn't really understand what that was all about. But uh, obviously, Tariq it caught Tariq off guard. So we'll see, you know, how he navigates through all of this information. Because that's why I said, you know, he has to be very careful dealing with his family because it, it can impact if he has something go awry with them. It could definitely impact how everything goes in terms of how his family is impacted. One point that I did want to make, and I really love one of my favorite scenes about this episode was when Tariq basically put Kane in his place and told him, listen, your uncle Frank is a snitch. I mean, and the way he just came off and did that, you know, yes, definitely a lot more intelligent. So that, that shows that, yes, he is intelligent. He has the upper hand when it comes to these some of these situations where he needs to put people in their place because Kane. From what we've seen so far of the character, he is just a hot-headed character. He's very ruthless, and, and he will kill anyone that gets in his way. But he doesn't think about these things before he actually takes these actions. And that's what you're seeing right now is Tariq schooling him and saying, no, I know that he's a snitch, and you don't have to worry about me saying anything because I know what's at stake here. So I'm glad that, as it would appear in this episode, he is he is appearing as a totally, you know, Someone who is smart and, and hip to the game In this episode But if you saw the preview of what's going to happen next week You already know Definitely uh, Monet finds out more information about Tariq And it warns the family that they need to be careful Dealing with him So we have to see how that plays out But so far um, Yes, uh, it's going to be very interesting To see how all this stuff comes together And as for the last point That I will make You mentioned the guy that slept with Monet uh, she did mention that she didn't want Kane to see him there because so we know Kane does not like this guy. You know, at the end of the episode, as he was coming back home, he saw this guy walking into the house. That's going to be an issue later, uh, because he doesn't like that guy. And, um, I think it is also kind of messed up. She's sleeping around when you see in next week's episode, Monet was just with her husband and what appears to be a conjugal visit. So, um, I don't know what they're doing with this uh, particular character. Um, I would imagine if the husband found out that she was messing around, that might make him very angry. Uh, so we'll have to see which direction they're actually going to take that. But in terms of the family so far, uh, you're starting to see more about them. Mary J. Blige's character, uh, she hasn't really done anything violent per se yet. She's more so of the one behind the scenes telling her sons, take this guy out, do this, do that. You know, she hasn't done anything violent herself yet. I want to see if they get to that point where she actually does do stuff instead of only calling the shots and not getting her own hands dirty with some of this stuff. So we'll see what happens moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see that too. Like, you know, cause she, the way she carries herself, it's like she, uh, she commands everyone's like, you know, loyalty and everything. And it's like, do, do these people fear her for a reason? Like, I, I want to see why, you know, what, what exactly she's done to get her hands dirty besides just being, you know, the wife of a mob boss or whatever. Like, you know, 
so so yeah i do want to see more of that um i want to see how she interacts with mr tahada as well when he's out like if there's a dominant one of them like if he's you know the default dominant one of 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 the couple or you know if if she kind of plays more of a tasha role when he's around or something like that um so yeah like i want to see how that interaction is going to go um one question that's in my mind right now is um they are putting a lot of emphasis on a cane um and i'm trying to figure out whether they're building him up as you know a serious threat to go against Tariq. Or whether those two are going to partner together to dominate everyone, kind of thing, like a, a Ghost and Tommy kind of situation or something like that. Um, so I'm wondering where that's going to go. Um, whether they're going to be enemies or friends, because um, I feel like that the cop role could it could be a determining factor in Kane turning against uh, Monet and siding with Tariq or something. Um, so. So yeah, I want to see what is the ultimate, uh, you know, um, scenario for for between those two characters with you know Kane and Tariq. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Like, do you guys think they're going to be enemies or they'll that they'll partner up later on? Because because it seems like Kane could be like the perfect offset of Tariq. Like he could be the one that goes out and gets stuff done, you know, and. and if if there's need for violence, he'll be you know that guy, you know, kind of thing. So, so like, would you guys think friends or enemies between Kane and Tariq? Would you think Dana? You're muted as well. Can you hear me now? Yep. Oh. We hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Um. In regards to Kane, you said Kane and Tariq. Yeah, I see, I see them as being, I see them as being friends now until they have to become enemies later. Okay. Okay, and and I guess that that's a lot like a. That's that's a lot like Ghost and Tommy because you know they're friends first and then they become enemies and stuff. Yeah, they were besties. Yeah, so uh, I want to see how they that were plays brothers out. with a misunderstanding. That, and also, can I say, um, I'm very much interested in Mary J. Blodge's character and her storyline a wee bit more so than Tariq. Yeah, I agree. Like uh, Mary's character is 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 like. She's one. She's probably the most interesting character in this, and it's probably because she's very reminiscent of Ghost. So uh, that's probably why. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so Rich, what would you think about Kane and, and Tariko? I mean, I I think uh, in terms of those characters and what they have going on, uh, I think now when you had the scene where Tariq. Puts Kane in his place, so Kane knows that Tariq is smart. So Kane knows that if it came down to a situation, Tariq can outsmart him. That definitely would make him appealing as someone to team up with. But I do think eventually, depending on how things go, because again, we know one thing we know that is consistent about Tariq's character is uh, when he does get into trouble, somebody usually gets hurt out of that situation. So if 
he does something does happen like you know we know that Tariq is is now messing around with Diana uh they're gonna have a little relationship while he also has a relationship with Lauren I kind of feel like that's definitely gonna be an issue because you know obviously if things don't end well with Diana then of course you know the brothers will want to protect their sister and they want to get to the bottom of that so I kind of feel like that's a relationship that can change at any point but for right now uh, there's no indication that they're going to be enemies yet. Um, for now, they, they, they think they see Malik, they, they see, uh, Tariq as someone that they can trust. I'm going to say that there's someone that is smart and hip to the game. So therefore, you know, we'll have to see where it goes from there. But I do believe we'll start getting some answers once they do more of a thorough investigation as to, as to who Tariq actually is. <laughs> Okay, so let's dive deeper into um, that question that Dana just had, right? So, do you think that Monet Tahada is the most interesting thing in in Power Book Two right now? Um, I mean, I believe that she is interesting because you know, obviously, we we know we know all about Mary J, uh, an excellent uh, R and B artist. Um, I've seen her in a few movies. I don't think she's necessarily a horrible actress per se. <laughs> uh, not not the not, not not the best actress, of course, but she's okay, I guess. But but she, yeah, she's Oscar nominated, so yay. Well, 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 well there you go. That that's so Wait, that means something. Mudblood. It was a series on Netflix. Oh, was it? I think it was a movie. It was a movie on Netflix. Okay, I go. I go go see that then. I will go watch that. Yeah, so um, I mean, obviously, we'll 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 see what happens with the character. Do I think she's most interesting? Yeah, well, only because you don't know a lot about her yet. You, you you we found out more information about her this episode, and then the first episode where they didn't introduce her until halfway through the episode. So they obviously want to slowly peel back the layers of the character to show you what she's all about. So that's why she definitely is more interesting um but i mean yeah this only because i need to see exactly like you mentioned earlier gary we need to see why people fear her why they know that they should listen to her when she says do something and and it it can't be just because she is married to this powerful guy that's currently behind bars there has to be more to the character because one of the things that i didn't like about how they handled the the power in the last couple of seasons is that you, they could have done so much more with Tasha's character instead of having her just become the wife behind James St. Patrick. Exactly. So I, that's why I want them to do more with Mary J. Blige's character to make her more of someone who can, she calls a shot, she can do her own thing. And they have an opportunity to do that now. But again, they're taking their time to reveal the character. So it's hard to tell which direction they're going to take until we actually see more of what happens in these next uh, several episodes. Yeah. But yeah, interesting for sure. We'll see where they go from here. Yeah. So, so Dana, like, since you uh, made the statement mm-hmm. originally, like, what do you feel about you know, like, so is Monet the most interesting character? Like, like, and how yeah. Do you, I... How do you feel about that? Here's the thing: she is a wife of a drug kingpin, who seems to be doing very well independently on her own, which. As much as I hate it to say this, Tasha, you know, she fumbled a lot and wasn't really taken seriously. Um, 
for Monet, I just feel that she is someone who can stand her own. She's been doing this a very long time. She's very knowledgeable. She has a lot of different connects, and the fact that it's a female doing this, it adds a different dynamic to the show. And women go through a lot more things and say men have to do because again you have to prove yourself just because you're a woman um and there's a lot of advances and different things that you have to you know that's going to come your way that men don't face so i think that that alone that dynamic is what is interesting to the show and also she kind of takes on this din mother role with these other kids so it's really good to see her relationship with these other kids and she seems like she's someone who's in their life as well so I think for me that is just way more interesting yeah I mean I actually agree with you I think uh, I think she is the most interesting character right now in the show um, so so yeah and, and the whole family you know it's like an interesting aspect and, and I'm actually kind of Excited to see what's gonna happen next week with uh, you know, Mr. Tahada. So that that's my next point. Um, what do you guys actually think he's gonna do, right? Because because if this is just a you know um, a family visit thing, um, and he's going back inside right after, I don't think it's gonna be as simple as that. I I think that he's going to have some things planned for this, um, and he's going to put some plans in motion. So. What do you guys think that this means? Like him, you know, making this this visit um, to to the family and everything. Um, so Dana, did you have something to say on that? I don't know what's to come, but I do yes, hope do. that there is no. I I know nothing. Um, I do hope that it involves some type of connection with Tariq's parents, and that you know he recognizes who he is and. Maybe somehow utilizes Tariq um, I do see a lot of Maybe some drug deals Or some type of connection That he's going to have to pass on To Mary J. Blodge's character So you know This is not a quick one and done thing I think he's there to kind of set up um, Or keep up Connect that he has already and That could be An interesting dynamic And then how that trickles down To how the kids have to you know, play out their stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I I think also um, I think like maybe like he if, if if Monet doesn't know who Ghost is, this guy does. I think. Um, so. I think they both know. Yeah, I mean they might both know, but um, Monet hasn't brought him up specifically, has she? Like she hasn't has she mentioned Ghost? No. No. Like, because to me it seems like what she, what she knows about ghosts is just from the news or whatever. Because um, you know he obviously he's heavily publicized. Um, but I feel I feel like the guy, like Mister Tahada, might have actual some actual physical experience with ghosts, like being around him physically, kind of thing. So, um, so I'm wondering if if you know how that's going to go, um, and if um, if there's more. You know, um, action with Tariq based on that. Like maybe he actually can give some insight um, to to Mary about you know Tariq and stuff. So um, I want to see how that plays out. Um, and obviously he has some sort of connections on the inside too, because you know he was able to assist in um, 
getting the stuff to Tasha. So this is a very powerful man, I guess. Um, and I want to see if, um, if you know, this is going to be a, a connection that Tariq is going to utilize more. Because what, like, what I can see at the moment, um, going into what Rich mentioned earlier, when you know um, Tariq found another way, you know, instead of death or jail. Um, it seems to me like he's setting up some sort of grand kingpin um, scheme where he he runs everything. So it's like, you know, he's he's doing the school, um, but he's also selling stuff in school and he's controlling the whole drug trade there. And then you know the streets and everything. Like he's gonna he's gonna be running that, and then the inside of the prison as well. Like so, it's like he's set up everywhere kind of thing. Um, and without people knowing so uh, that seems from what I can see at the moment it seems like that's kind of how he's maneuvering so I'm wondering if there's going to be some sort of direct connection between him and Tariq or whether it's all going to go through um, Mary's character so um, I want to see how you know that's kind of going to plan out and that's why I really want to see who's going to be the dominant figure between um, you know, Monet and Mr. Tahada. Like, I want to see what their energy is like together. So, because that's important. So, so yeah. Uh, any thoughts on uh, on that, Rich? Like, what would you think about Mr. Tahada and, and what's going to happen next week? So, my prediction based on the preview that they show for next week, when they have that conjugal visit. That's what I'm assuming that it is, unless it's a flashback, which I don't believe it is. He basically tells her, you're not doing a good job running the business. Uh, so if I had to make a guess as to what's going to happen, because at the end of that preview, they also show that Monet shows up to the house with, with her kids and asks them what the hell is going on here, what's going on. So if I had to make a guess, my guess is that based on what the, what 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 uh, Mr. Tahada is telling his wife they de- they decide we need to make a change maybe 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 we do need to work with this Tariq character but because Mary J Blige's character Monet is just as smart as Tariq she thinks well if we bring him in I can outsmart him because I know exactly how he thinks so this is this is this this would be a good way to bring Tariq into what they're doing is on the family business side, because if they, you know, you know, you had, you, you know, you bring him closer in, but you think you can control him, and that is where things can go awry from there, because you see, he he's already, you know, on good terms with Diana, uh, and and also even with the other brother Drew, they don't really have any beef yet. Kane is the one that thinks he's smart, so he's like, okay, whatever. So obviously, they will get the warning that. This Tariq kid can't be trusted, but Monet, because she is the one that's running the family right now, I could definitely see her bringing him into the operation of what they're doing because that she thinks that she can control him and what he does. Therefore, because because again, the big thing with all of this, you know, the reason why I could jump to that conclusion is again, go to the end of this episode and you see that they gave Tasha the morning after pill, but also the cell phone. The cell phone was never something that was agreed upon as to what they were going to send Tasha. So now that they know how to get access to Tasha, they feel like if Tariq gets out of line at any point, well, they know how to get to Tasha. They can do something to her, something to her in that jail. So I think from a, 
from 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 a boss standpoint, if I wanted to really show I'm powerful, I'll bring this kid into my operation because I know that I can control him. And if he gets out of line, I know exactly what to do to really make him push him over the edge. So I do see that happening. I, again, I'm not someone who has written power, so I don't really know what's going to happen. This is just my guess as to what's going to happen based off of the preview that is for, for next week's episode. But we'll see what ultimately really does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the, these are some really good theories. Uh-huh. Uh, I want to I wanna hear more. What's up, Dana? What was that noise about? It was a <laughs> of satisfaction. I never even thought of that. that they could use... Um... Tasha is like a pawn and she would be at the mercy of um, the characters. I never thought of that. That would be actually really good. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah. Extra drama. Yeah, like... For his mama. I can't wait to see how they they play this um, because it seems like there's a power struggle brewing here, you know, between... Um, uh, definitely, be, like I feel like there's going to be a power struggle between Mary and her husband, uh, <laughs> and then you know also with Tariq's character and Mary. So um, yeah, so yeah, like it's going to be interesting to see how they they set that up and everything. Um, was there a reason why that other random brother wanted to uh, bring Tariq back to to the campus or whatever? Because he offered to. To do it, and then you know, Monet kind of shut him up. Um. Well, 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 well. One, one, one thing I do want to mention with that. Um, again, I, I will once again say I'm, I'm not someone who knows everything that happens with power, but just based off of listening to the conversation they had in this episode, the brother asked Tariq about this art class that he was taking, um, and then that conversation ended quickly. It appears to me that maybe that brother does have aspirations of of actually doing pursuing other stuff, maybe such as art, which is why he asked that question, which is why he offered to take Tariq back because he wanted to try and find out more about what he's doing in school. Maybe he has aspirations of actually doing something positive with his life, but he is wrapped up with his family and having to do all this other stuff that he shouldn't be doing. So maybe that is us seeing a little bit into that character that he does have interests and actually you know making positive choices in his life but will he actually get to that end result we'll have to wait and see he's gonna end up dead wait why do we have to kill the good guy I like him let him be the one like see I'm alive because I didn't follow your footsteps yeah have, huh. you, have you ever seen boys in the hood and that's that's, that's what's gonna happen yeah, and and, 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 clear, and clearly you saw at the end of this episode when they killed Uncle Frankie in the very graphic scene of chopping off limbs and stuff like that. That was he funny. Was, he 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 was helping his brother pack up the body and you know put it you know put it in away in the barrel. So yeah, he's I don't know if he necessarily wants to live this lifestyle. I mean, he's just there because he has to be there to help his brother out. But I'm pretty sure this character also. Does have other aspirations outside of that, which is that's why I, I figure that's why he asked asked Rick about the art class because he's interested. That, that, that would be that would be an interesting uh, character to follow if that is the case. I think that's a great theory there, Rich. 
um, and that's yeah. going to be you know another interesting plot thread to see how they how they do that you know if if that is the case. Um, so see, it, so ultimately, it goes back to what Dana said before about Tariq. He may not end up becoming uh, as bad as his father was. I mean, that that theory can apply to a lot of characters. They can end up going different paths that you don't think they're going to go, which is actually more positive than negative. Um, so, yeah, I, I do believe that's that's going to happen. But but to go to your theory, uh, Gary, of what you said earlier about him befriending Kane or becoming an enemy to Kane, it could be that, you know, Tariq does go down the dark path and ends up becoming closer to Kane and working with Kane pushing out the brother that wants to actually pursue positive uh, things. So it, it really can go in any direction, you know, but, but yeah, I, I do think it's great to have a whole bunch of characters where they, it, Tariq isn't the only one that has to choose a path here. It's a lot of other characters that can choose to go down a different path as well. And I'm glad that they are playing around with that in terms of showing these other characters and making you question, what are they going to do next? Yeah. Agreed. Or another theory. Um, remember how in the very first episode we saw Dre dismembering the bodies and and you know transporting it. That could be like a similar scenario. So, so you feel like wow. that this is going to be like a Dre character? It could be a Dre character. <laughs> it could be a Dre character until it's not. <laughs> But but in what way exactly? Like, like uh... you know, he's young. He's learning. He's new to all of this. Um, he's in here wanting to still please people. He has interest in other things, which we saw later on with Dre having the interest with his daughter and everything. You know, screw everyone else when it came to his daughter. Yeah. And so you could see a path of him. You know, starting off wanting to be helpful and eager, and you know how you doing things for the family but he has other interests he wants to pursue later on yeah absolutely so he's the dre of the family like he, he could he, be the, he's dre the disloyal of the one basically he he's could <laughs> be <laughs> he's the annoying one that everyone ends up hating and doesn't die until like later on the very last a season okay could be. okay interesting uh Theories all around. Go ahead, Rich. Oh no, I'm just gonna say with the exception of that, his name is Drew, is Drew. So Drew <laughs> Dre. Look, there you go, Drew and yeah. Dre. What's the difference? <laughs> a U and an E. It's literally the same character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dre. There you go. So, um, moving on to kind of like the the last, uh, you know, major topic I wanted to discuss um, so throughout this whole episode um, you know off of the back of uh, the, the case with Tasha and everything we see that um, you know the funeral is coming up and there are many people who, who want Tariq to give um, Jamie St. Patrick's eulogy and they want him to paint different kind of narratives as he does it so uh, you know, the first being, uh, you know, uh, McLean. Um, he he actually wants Tariq to kind of dirty up James's name a little, so so that it helps Tasha's case. And then um, we we see Simon Stern show up, and he wants a glowing eulogy. 
um because they'll be good for business and um yeah like so so Tariq kind of has to decide what he wants to do as a person and then at the funeral there's a there's a part where uh actually it seems like uh, you're, echo- you're echoing again by the way Dana. oh for pete's sake um, yeah so like there's a part where uh where tasha is is meant to give the eulogy right but then you know they deny her from doing that sax you know shows up and they cuffs they cuff tasha and you know mclean doesn't want her giving a eulogy in cuffs because it, it looks bad and everything so um they decide that Tariq is going to do it and you know uh right before it's about to happen that you know uncle that mysterious uncle shows up um this is mayor royce from the wire right I think yeah, yeah yeah i believe it is yeah same actor so yeah like he shows up and um yeah he basically he kind of you know talks about james from the perspective of you know knowing him before and he gives kind of he gives Tariq kind of like a new kind of understanding of his father and everything so when Tariq does the eulogy he um he, you know, he, he it's more of a nice eulogy. Like it's it's a good one. Like he gives James his just due, and he says that you know he's learning more about his father now than when he was alive, and you know that he he wants to be the better version, you know, and and the, you know Ghost kind of gave him the tools to be a better version of himself. So so it, it ends up being a positive eulogy, and it seems like even Tasha is happy about it. You know, it doesn't seem like she's upset or anything. She she kind of you know she was crying and everything. So um, so yeah, like uh, he gives a good eulogy. So I'm going to ask you guys what you felt about that, and um, is this a good way to quote unquote send away Jamie St. Patrick? <laughs> so go ahead, Dana. Nope. Can you hear me now? All right. So, what happened was, this is the the part of the interview when I interviewed Michael Rainey Jr., where he was basically telling me this is his redemption. This is him essentially saying, I'm sorry for everything that happened and that Tariq is trying to become a better person and not fall in the steps that Ghost took. Whether or not he falters is another thing, but this is supposed to be like his turning his arc where he's like you know he realizes what he did and he regrets what happened I do feel that in a way this is Tariq kind of saying goodbye to his father and you know in the terms of you know it's he's trying to let go of his past and to create a future whether or not that's the same thing for Tasha I don't see it um, I thought that whole scene with the handcuffs and her not being able to speak was hilarious. Um, I don't even think that they hit that's really true in like real life. Like you can't speak at funerals. But I thought it was hilarious either way. Um, also, I like the fact that they had other characters come back. For, you had Tate was there. So it was nice to see his face. Um, I kind of felt that, you know, this was really something that was more geared towards Tariq and him saying goodbye and I'm sorry. Um, also, I kind of feel that, 
you know, for uh, other characters, you know, that was that kind of, you know, that one, there's always going to be like that one scene where everyone meets up again, like a who shot ghost situation. Um, and so I kind of feel that everyone was there for their different motives. And I hope that later on in the series, we kind of learn why. And I think it's more than just showing up for a guy's funeral. Um, I, so for me, I overall, I thought it was a good scene. I thought it helped move the story along. And I look forward to seeing how Tariq, you know, reacts from that and whether or not he is haunted from by attending that funeral and, you know, having to face realities that, you know, you, you buried your father. And the fact that he gave that huge speech that was glowing instead of, you know, the, the pre-shooting, which like, I hate you, dad, you suck. Um, I thought that that showed growth as well. And you could easily say, oh, he only did that for show. But I really think that it came across as genuine. The character. So, yeah. <laughs> well said. And, and it's also, like, he has two deaths on his head. On his, on, on his like, that he has to deal with. Remember, he got his sister killed. And then, then his father. He yeah. actually killed his father. So, yeah. he's, he's <laughs> you know, I know you guys, like, hate Tariq. But he's kind of... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they actually yeah, had that right. shot. They had that shot where they panned from a uh, uh, what's her name, uh, Rainer's Rainer, yeah, yep. tomb to, and then they they you know panned across to to Jamie, uh, mm-hmm. alleged allegedly Jamie. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's dead. Dead. Do you know how corny and how many losers they would get? Losers. I said losers. Um, how many people they would get who would drop the show? If he was like, "Hey, I'm alive! Surprise!" No, and was well, chilling with Tommy. Well, J- Jamie and Angela well, are on an island together right now. Oh gosh. Yeah, dead. A dead island. They're on dead island. So, it works. That, Let him stay that dead. Hurt. That hurt. It, it. Life hurts. Death hurts. I hope he's just oh. dead. Dead. Oh. Whoa. I don't even want to see a, a ghost of, of ghost. Because it's too similar to what we've previously seen in the show, and it kind of yeah. cheapens the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. I feel you. But Rich, what, what was you gonna say? Um... All right. Well, before I get into the speech, let me just say, you know, I, I, I have to give them props for the uh, musical selection because I heard a rumor that you and Dana was dancing to the uh, when they played that uh, music of uh, the soft uh, tone music when. Uh, Everyone is just listening to, uh, every, you know, listening to the words of spoken about Jamie, so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, sound like it's the, sound like it's the same musician that did the uh, last week's song, but uh, this is a a much slower tone. I don't know who the artist is. I'll look that up later. But uh, so to go into the speech, let me say this: Michael Rainey Jr. is a is a great actor. I had no doubt that giving him more material to work with for this show would be good for him, you know, so he can continue to grow as an actor. So I wasn't really surprised with the speech. I thought the speech was was good. It did the purpose of showing you, as Dana said, he is apologizing to his dad for having to take him out. That's fine. Is that going to be enough to make people who cared about James St. Patrick's character in Ghosts just completely forgive Tariq? Absolutely not. 
Uh, I, I, I mean, I feel yes, it were it, it, it was fine for me. I still think that Tariq character has a lot more that he has to do to prove to become a character that I truly will care about fully. Um, I think a lot of people are going to feel the exact same way because they like the ghost character so much. It's like they refuse to believe the character is dead. And the other thing about that is that if anyone that follows the star's Instagram account, anytime in the history of power, a character has died, they would show a picture of that character in a caption, rest in peace as the actual post on the Instagram page. We still haven't seen that for ghosts. So uh, until I see that, I'm not going to believe the character is dead unless they decide to show it tomorrow after the episode has aired tonight. Then it's a different story. But we still haven't seen that. That's why people keep thinking, oh, this guy isn't dead because you saw the picture there. But in terms of focusing on the actual speech, I thought it was good. And he made light of a lot of things that we've spoken about on that show, which is that you felt that Tariq possibly was a... A problem child he didn't really appreciate or care about the fact of the the sacrifices that his parents made for him to be where he's at right now so i'm glad that he acknowledged that yes ghost still provided for the family yes you may question his motives and how he went about things but you cannot deny that he still provided for his family no 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 matter what um so i'm glad that the character was acknowledging of that fact because it was not clear to the the viewers that he re- appreciated any of that when we saw him get shot. And that falls on the fight on the uh, the fault of the writers not really being able to explain Tariq's character in, in his side of the story until now. So I think the speech was great. I think it did a lot to move the character forward. Do I think it's going to be enough for people to forgive him for the fact that he killed ghosts? Absolutely not. But I think it did enough, whereas... Yes, I'm still going to root for the character, but I still want to see how this character is going to transform as the season continues. Yeah, well said. I, I agree with everything. And, and that is, you know, one of the, the finer points of this show. I, I know there's probably a lot of people who don't want to hear it or just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who, who are just don't, don't want to watch this show, period. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this does give us new insight into Tariq's character and the thing, kind of things that he was, you know, dealing with mentally when you know when Jamie was at his peak and everything. So, so yeah, like you know that that's one of the good things about this show, I guess. Um, even though I didn't feel like I wanted that before, but it, <laughs> it, you know, it, it is kind of winning me over, you know, to. That this is a, a thing, a plausible thing. So, so yeah. Um, and I, go ahead, Dana. No, the fact, the thing that I, I feel that we haven't seen ghosts, you know, pop up in the, in the sense of like, oh, he's dead, dead, like that, that confirmation. But because too many people are still holding on to him. Yeah. So until that happens, and they go live on with the rest of their lives, I don't think we'll see him dead, dead. <laughs> and what was you going to yeah. say, Rich? Oh no, I, I agree with that, and and, and I, I was just going to say, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how how everything plays out. Uh, yes, they definitely made me interested in Tariq character's uh, journey to see how he becomes a different manifestation of his, uh, of his father, as he said in the speech. Um, 
But yeah, I, I understand the people that are going to be angry still because I, I, when you mentioned Gary that you didn't really care about that before, I had the exact same reaction. It's like they kill you know, Tariq is you know revealed to be the killer, which is what we knew in episode ten. It didn't take seeing all of the additional episodes to come to that conclusion. We, we already knew that probably was who shot Ghost. Um, so at that moment, you know, in the anger of of watching that, it's like. I don't really care about the motive motivation. I want to see the character get get taken out net, you know, immediately. But now again, when you fast forward to these first two episodes and you're seeing it, but but again, I feel like they definitely had to have him give this speech because just him reading the books and then the books diving into characters that are conflicted about the morals and stuff like that that wasn't enough. We needed to have make it personalized in this manner. So I think it's an excellent decision to have him be the one that had to deliver this speech in this particular setting. Because again, it gives the character more of a reasoning as to where he was coming from when he pulled the trigger. So I think that was 100% necessary and needed. Will it be enough to turn people over to him? That's what I'm curious to see. But I, I definitely am in, intrigued enough to see what happens with the character next. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, so, with regards to you know this scene and the funeral and everything, I have to say there was there was something major missing. But actually, actually, if you if you uh, pause the scene and look into the distance, you can see Tommy standing by a tree. He's watching. Really? Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. But, okay, I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, I'm not like it, he was missing though. Like I felt like it, like that was the big piece missing from a funeral of Ghost, and that's why I'm not fully convinced that he is actually dead. Because it's like it just doesn't feel right somehow. Um, yeah, and I feel like you know even if Tommy can't be there because of whatever reason we're gonna see in his show, um, why wasn't his mother there? Because she she loved Jen, that's a very so. that is a very good point, especially after the money, all that money that that uh, he gave her too. Yeah, that's a very good point. A very very damn good question. Wait, wasn't his mother kind of against everything that he stood for? Nope, she loved him. She was against Tommy, but she ah, but you remember Tommy, yes, yes. but you remember that that when Ghost gave out that that money in the will, she got some of that money. So. And, and that's a very good point. And even before then, like if you remember throughout the whole series, she's always been very supportive of Jamie because like she she makes it known that she raised him like, you know, with Tommy basically like they were brothers. So mm -hmm. so she is like very fond of of Jamie. So it feels out of place that she's not there, and I'm wondering if that is a reason that's going to be explained in Tommy's show. Very good question. If it isn't if it isn't explained, uh, people are definitely going to point out that plot hole, but uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because it's got to be more than just uh, we we couldn't afford the actor or something like it. Like you can, you can afford that, <laughs> but there has to be a reason a reason why she wasn't there. Like because they had Tate return and and everything, so it's like there, and then there's, there's and then a reason. and then and then to go to the point that you mentioned about Tommy not being there. Again, you know, this stuff would definitely look suspicious because we know about the history that Tommy had with ghosts based on the show. 
so it, him not being there or finding a way to somehow be a part of this, it, it definitely feels off. So I agree with that point as well. So hopefully we will get some answers on all of this stuff. Yeah, I hope so. Like it, because yeah, that that just it, it makes it not feel complete to me. Like it, like that, it just doesn't feel real. Like that funeral. Like I mean, sure, the eulogy scene and that that meant a lot in itself to the plot that we're watching. But something was definitely missing from a funeral of of Jamie St. Patrick. You know, this so. is why I say we might get. Remember when they did the, the Who Shot Ghost um, episodes, and we got to see everyone's different point of view. Yeah, they might backtrack and be like, "Hey, where was Tate?" Because remember, everyone's getting their own spinoff. So I maybe at the tail end of the season, we're going to find out what happened with Tate during that whole funeral situation. We're going to learn out where was Tommy. Maybe Tommy was there the whole time, hiding in the bushes. I feel, like we, I feel like we might see it during their shows, maybe, or something. Yeah. So, so yeah, well, I guess we'll see. But um, yeah, that that's pretty much the meat of this episode and everything uh, I wanted to discuss. But if you guys had anything else in particular you wanted to bring up, now is the time. So uh, was there anything else you guys observed or you know want to want to uh, mention real quick, Rich? Anything? Oh no, I I I think we uh, I think we did a, a pretty good deep dive into the episode and our thoughts on the characters. All, all, all I will say is that yeah I'm, I'm definitely uh, Still very much interested in the show uh, So it's not a, a situation where I only watch One episode of last week And then I think the show is, is bad now No it, it's still keeping my interest But uh, very curious To see Where the direction of these characters are going to go Over the next uh, Rest of the, uh, of the season's uh, episodes Indeed, indeed. And uh, Dana, anything final to say about the episode? No, I, I enjoyed it very much so. I thought the funeral scene was hilarious and wonderful all at the same time. I look forward to see what happens with Mary J. J. Blige's character. I want more of the lawyer. I think he could be fun in there as well. And we just got to see what else happens. But so far, yay to the show. Which is, you know, a surpriser because everyone was like, "No, nah, I don't want to watch this." Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, it's 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 decent. I mean, it's not it's not as good as Power in its peak. Like, you know, season one through three probably is is like the peak of Power itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, this is decent. Like, it's decent. You know, um, uh, multicultural TV viewing, in my opinion. Oh, whoa. So, you know, you have different, you know, different ethnicities and stuff in there. So I, I feel like it's a good show for that. You know, um, at its core, it's probably you know more of a black show, but like you do have other you know ethnicities, and I feel like this is it, this is one of those shows that represents that. You know, so so that's good. It's like Fast and Furious. You have people of different you know ethnicities in, in that movie. And that's, that's what makes it more special. So well, well, I, well, I don't, I don't know if you want to use Fast and Furious uh, because. <laughs> Some o- o- over the top stunts be happening in Fast and Furious. You He's know? just happy to go to space. That's all. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I actually one one last question actually did come to mind. Um, 
where do you think Tasha like like where does her thoughts of Jamie St. Patrick lie right now does does she completely hate him or does she love him does she miss him because at the moment it's like it's very grey because she's willing to lie on his name and and say that he killed all these people or whatever when he actually didn't um and but at the same time there's there's a few scenes where she's like uh you know your father was a complicated man and, and then you know she's crying at the funeral and stuff so i don't know if she was faking that or not but no um, no i don't think she was faking that i think it's complex i think it was real and fake yeah i mean yeah she she's a complex woman so See, see, the, the the thing is, is that what 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 they have told us about her so far this season is that she will lie and do everything she can to try and get out of jail. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, like 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 she like obviously when she says the stuff about ghosts, yes, he he was doing all this this bad stuff. Yeah, it's a hundred percent accurate. But I, I but if you ask me if she's lying or if she's telling the truth. I think the the feelings about him crying at the funeral the, that 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 stuff is is sincere because even though once again this is a guy that cheated on her did all these bad things yes he was horrible but, but, but prior to that he still took care of the family before he had this affair he was still doing the drug thing the you know still doing these bad things but all to take care of the family it wasn't until Angela walked in the picture that all of that just really got really to be really it was just too much it was too much and it wasn't wasn't right for him to do that to his wife so on and so forth but you know they both cheated so uh, it, but still it is a complicated situation it's complicated to make that but i do feel that when she cried at that funeral those were genuine tears that wasn't something she was just doing just for acting uh, yeah i mean at the end of the day they built a whole family together yeah you know and even though he stated you know, Angela is the love of my life, and you're just like, oh well, damn. Um, <laughs> there are still feelings there. You know, it's kind of like when you break up with the ex, and it's that weird emotion. Well, I'm happy he's out my life, and look, I'm strong and independent. But at the same time, you're like, I miss him. I'm lonely. So I think it his death just happened, and there's going to be those weird mixed emotions right now. Is what the show took place like? What? three days after the whole situation in power so it's still new it's still raw and it's still confusing so i believe there's there's love there's hate there's regret there's i'm gonna come out better and better and there's a whole bunch of things in between i believe she is self-centered she could be selfish and at the same time, she's still caring and confused. She's still trying to protect her son. So it's not like she hasn't doesn't have any redeeming factors. You know, she is willing to throw everybody else under the bus to clear her name, mm-hmm. which is kind of like wayward. But that's you know, it's everything is just mixed and confused, and she's still pinning a lot of murders on Ghost because at the end of the day, Ghost was a murderer. <laughs> he was like squeaky clean Mr. Rogers he was a murderer and you know you know, she's trying everything that she can to get out of jail but at the same time you know, Ghost is dead even though you say he's not dead he's dead in the sense of he's dead to her right now <laughs> and what better way you're trying to save yourself pin it on the dead guy what's he gonna do pop up and be like she's lying yeah 
and even if he's alive, that helps solve our problem. So, you know, it's just confusing. Yeah, I mean, like, Tasha lost a lot of uh, cool points with me. Um, I, like, I went from kind of being a bit neutral on her character, like, before season six of Power to now, uh, now I kind of, like, don't like her at all. Um, wait, why? Because, oh, cause, like, if you remember, like, what we were discussing on the show, like, before uh, season six started, right? And this goes back into what we were talking about earlier, but, um, like, before season six happened, right, we were all predicting that, you know, Tasha was going to do the, uh, yeah. you know, she was going to do the, the strong independent thing and, and just kind of yeah. separate herself and, and go the right direction and, and be this admirable character. But, like, she, yeah. she kept wanting to play dirty and, and, you know, she kept doing dirty things and, and she killed Lakeisha. And you know, like, and she doesn't own up to any of it. Like, there's no accountability with her. She she doesn't even you yeah. know, she doesn't even accept what she's done. She just wants to kind of you know uh, take advantage of things and, and get herself out of prison. Like, instead of just being happy that Tariq is alive and doing his thing, like you should you should take accountability and just serve that charge. Like, do that time because that's what you earned. By making your choices, so wasn't her mother kind of in the same mindset of ghost, and and um, with the whole drug dealing situation, and you know where are you living? Why does it look like this? Why you're not on you know work? You connect kind of situation. Yeah, what what I liked about her mother actually is that she oh. she gave hard truths. Like she, she was honest a lot, like uh, with Tasha. Like you know, um, obviously she recognized that they weren't living a straight and narrow lifestyle, but she felt like Tasha should play her position as the wife of a family and you know support Ghost so that you know they can be stronger together or whatever. And I'm not saying that you know she should be completely subservient to to Ghost and do whatever he says and be you know this weak-minded wife, but. She like her mother just basically wanted her to have a bit more integrity with her actions, and you know, um, uh, and and maybe she was you know maybe she pushed it a little like maybe she did favor Jamie's a bit too much sometimes probably probably for the money really but um, but I I feel like she she represents another side of Tasha like you know another uh, kind of. Uh, you know, somebody like just giving her the other side kind of thing, and that's what I liked about the mother, the mother character. And you're okay with her pushing her daughter into supporting that kind of lifestyle? That's you know a bit contradictory because you can't say, oh, you know, Tasha should have been her own woman, and then be like, yeah, I like the mom because she told her to get her stuff together and you know stand by. <laughs> okay, side. yeah, that is that does sound contradictory. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to understand how I'm looking at it, right? Because I'm, I'm kind of. Sometimes I look at things from a story perspective, and I like a lot of tension in stories. So it's like I like there to be both sides. I, I want this person to be, you know, in this person's ear, telling them this, but then I also want, you know, the character to to do something else, you know, because that that, makes that them creates grimy. that creates tension. So. I, I, my like the the way I look at the, these shows, right? Like I just look at them differently. So, 
that that's just that's what that was so that's I'm, confusing because you're like people. listen to your mom and then also be independent but you should really listen to your mom so what, which one is it at the end of the day is it conflict because she is an independent woman and she's not listening to her mom or is there conflict because she's listening to her mom instead of following no, her so, heart so what i'm saying right is i wanted tasha to do the independent thing like that's what i okay. wanted to happen but i like her mom because she gives her the other side like um and i like that i like that conflict so i'm, um, I'm not i'm not saying i wanted her to 100% follow her mom though i wanted her to be an independent character but i just like that that conflict is there is what i'm saying mm-hmm. so. okay so yeah. i'm i'm sorry if i confuse the audience the listeners they they probably hate me already so oh <laughs> So, yeah, just just leave your comments. But yeah, like that was the last kind of question I had, you know, about Tasha. Um, so if anyone, you know, in the, anyone listening has comments on that, definitely let us know what you think about her character right now um, as well. Um, but that that's pretty much it for this week of the Powercast. We will return once again next week to recap episode three. And, um, you know, we appreciate all the support, all the returning, you know, commenters who came and and left a comment on last week's episode because we really wasn't sure what the interest level would be for this. You know, um, we didn't know if um, people would even listen or if people would return from, you know, the old show and everything. So it's cool to know that it's cool to see that, you know, people are returning and leaving comments and stuff. If you are listening to this, whether you're a new listener or an old listener, definitely do leave your comments because, you know, that just lets us know that we have listeners and and it makes us keen to continue doing this. You know, we might even branch out to other shows and stuff. So um, definitely do leave those comments. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter. Um, You know, all the social information is on the screen right now. And also check out thecoalition.com. We have, you know, we have gaming content, we have movie content, we have TV show content, wrestling, you know, everything right now. So um, definitely go check out the website. That's thecoalition.com. Coalition is spelt with a K. Um, And, um, you know, if you're listening to us just on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes, subscribe, you know, and rate the show as well, because all of that helps. Um, but until next week, you know, um, everybody take care of yourselves and yeah, we'll see you next week. So see you later, Dana. See you later, Rich. Peace. Peace.